Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome to the Gene Otto and Jeffrey Show. Coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at jwright929ESPN. Dennis Fuller is producing the program for us. Glad he is with us. Sitting across from me, back in studio, the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist, the lead sports columnist of the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. A top three sports columnist in the state of Tennessee. Barely. Tied for eighth, best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter, at MGianato. Mark, good day, sir. Good to be back. What a weekend in Fort Worth. That was uh, a lot of fun yesterday, Jeffrey. And for all the, I don't know, there were probably, it was probably like 70-30 Houston-Memphis fans in that arena yesterday. Um, Fantastic atmosphere. You know, they, they had the upper deck curtained off for the whole tournament, but it was uh, clearly the best atmosphere of the tournament and the celebration. It was uh, it was it was a lot of fun to see those players and Penny Hardaway really uh, basking in that moment. Like they, they really earned that one, you know, and they knew it. Everyone knew it. And uh, they earned that moment. And it was a lot of fun to watch them enjoy it. Like it was just like. Kind of just pure, if you will. You know what I mean? If, if for lack of a better term, it was just like it, it's those for those for those people who won a championship. Like that's why you like do all this ultimately for that feeling, that mo- that type of moment. Um, it was, uh, I think, very significant for the program, for Penny Hardaway, for every you know, for these five years to kind of cap whatever happens over the next week. You're always going to have that moment yesterday in Fort Worth. Where you took out number one, the number one team in the country, won a conference championship, um, and and then found out you were going to the NCAA, you know, like found out where you were going to the NCAA tournament and all that. And it feels like, um, I don't know, it was just really cool to be able to be there for it. And I'm glad uh, Memphis got to experience it. It was a really cool moment for Memphis basketball. So this was the thought that I had on Friday. So Friday, big day. Pulled out the fourth TV for the first time since football whoa, season. Whoa! It'll be they, it's out for it's out for the next couple weeks well, or next week, right? Like for the rule in my for house. the weekend this weekend, right? It'll be out on Thursday, 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 Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The rule in the house is you can bring TV four out, but you got to go put it up 
mm. during the week. Okay. And so it, it will return on Thursday. Okay. But it was a big, big Friday. I'm talking $45 worth of Chinese food, mm. basketball wall-to-wall. Didn't go to bed till like 2, maybe, one thirty-two because mm. the late mm. games were going. And you could make the argument the way that those late games went. I should have gone to bed at like 9. Mm. But, Mark, it was a full dress rehearsal. It was like in the good old days of, remember when we had the four preseason games in the NFL? The third game, third preseason game was the dress rehearsal. That was when your starters usually played at least the full first half, if not yeah. the first three quarters. You're getting ready again. But it was game shape. Mm-hmm. And it was live bullets, and you were getting ready to go. Friday was that day for me. But then the other thing I was trying to think of is, it has clearly been skewing this direction, but now more so than ever. Is there another sport on the planet that like 80% of the sport feels like a slog? And on top of that, you're just like, <laughs> this is just not good. But when it flips the switch, mm-hmm. and last week it felt like it flipped the switch. Yeah. There's nothing like it. Yeah. Tournament no. basketball. It's great. Laying it on the line. Everyone says the conference championships don't matter. And they I think it's 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 overreaction Monday, and I think that's an overreaction. I think I think they don't matter as much, but they still matter. Like it's still a fun part of college basketball is when you flip that, you know, when you go to conference tournament time. You need to have the situation that Memphis had. It's the slow build. It's the not every conference tournament matters to everyone. Like to me, like that's the key. It's when you get into these conference tournaments where some teams' motivation is very different than others. It it kind of like well, what does this mean? It was very obvious that this tournament meant something to the kids at Memphis. Oh yeah, well it meant something to everyone, and it but it meant it meant a lot to them and but more. Probably. To me, it's just that's the biggest thing about where I have struggled with the NBA this year and where you struggle with college basketball. This doesn't happen as much in college basketball, but when you still know there's tomorrow, Mm -hmm. it takes away the motivation to a certain degree. And so even with conference tournaments, there were some teams that played like there was no tomorrow. And then there were, because some teams had to play their way in. But then when you start on, I mean, I guess... I guess you can say tomorrow with the the first four, like you you what you, you get the appetizer if you will, but there's just nothing when they tip that ball up on Thursday afternoon. There's just nothing like it for mm-hmm. four straight days. Oh, it's 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 the best. I, I love it. It's my it's probably my favorite sporting event is the NCAA tournament. I actually think like I love the Super Bowl. I love you know all the you know World Series. I love. In terms of championship events, um, but I, I don't know I, the NCAA tournament. Like, like even the like the World Cup is really fun, you know. But there's just nothing but, like it when you have four games simultaneously. Like, I, for me, and that, for whatever reason, like the NCAA tournament is my number one event. And so, yeah, no, I I agree. I I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, uh, it really felt like it kind of started uh, this past weekend. And what what. We got a lot to talk about on Overreaction Monday today, um, because we've got uh, we got the NCAA tournament bracket out. This is like the best time of the year to talk about sports. You know, there's just nothing like it. I mean, NFL free agency is going. We'll talk about that next hour. It is nice as as we get into this day and age of, you know, you know, you know more than anyone. Like 
what is the value of paper anymore? Mm-hmm. There's nothing like printing out a fresh bracket. <laughs> There's just all the endless possibilities. You're sitting there. And it sh- is It is one of those things that feels like it's holding on in terms of like transferring over to the digital Correct. world. You know, yeah, you fill you'll fill want- out you'll fill out a bracket on your computer for that pool you're doing, but you're still gonna to track it. You're still you're still using the paper and, and bracket. Nothing better than the highlighter for yeah. wins. You yeah. Know. yeah, to track it, you're still using your paper bracket. That as is God the- is my witness. I will never have my official bracket on an iPad or whatever <laughs> we have. Twenty five years. There's just nothing <laughs> like know, it's this always- sheet of paper. It's like right a, here. It's like a, like the baseball purist yes. who like sc- you know still bring a score. scorebook to the yeah we still score the game s- in the in the stands. I, once, so when I would call baseball games, you'd still have like when you. Listen, I've called high school baseball, so there's no there's no stat program. You got the book out, if you will. <laughs> You're still scoring that. But when I got in, when I was calling college games, and they were putting the stat broadcast up. I found I put the book up pretty quickly because they <laughs> they tend to keep they tend to keep the uh, book better than I do. Yeah, no, that is uh, <laughs> absolutely right. Um, yeah, two thirty or so. Jason Munz will join us. Uh, he was down there in Fort Worth. We just we just uh, spent a, a long car ride together uh, coming back from uh, Fort Worth, actually. Um, so uh, I'll, we'll talk to Munns uh, as well today. And then there's a Grizzlies game tonight, a big Grizzlies game. They're playing the Mavericks. On national TV. On ESPN. Uh, and this time, maybe with Kyrie. Well, Kyrie was in the building mm-hmm. on Saturday. So strange. Like if you're- Well, he's got sore, sore foot. He had it's to play a lot of minutes the previous game. That's what he said. If it, I'm sitting there going. It felt like Luca was out and he was like, well, you know, foot's feeling a little sore. No, I don't think it was like Dylan Brooks. No. Oh, but oh like, no, 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 no. I think no, it was I like. Think it was definitely. Like, I definitely, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm going I'm, in with, with no Luca if I'm on a, this team that doesn't play any defense. If I'm a Mavs fan and I'm sitting I'm just like, what did we trade you? What did we trade for you for? <laughs> We're in the. Like, well, it sounds like he might play tonight. But they're also. He might have been hurt. But they're in a position where every game matters to them. Yeah. Well, um, it does. I I believe no Luca though. We're not getting no Luca. But again. it the line opened with the Grizzlies favored by like a point point and a half. Mm-hmm. It quickly moved to the Mavs being favored. It could have easily have moved just because sharp betters were like the Grizzlies are playing on the road. Mm-hmm. I will be fading them. Mm-hmm. It also could have been news about Kyrie. Yeah, perhaps playing. He's still it's, questionable. Yeah, so we'll see, but we'll get you ready for that game as well. But uh, now let's let's start with Tiger basketball. Let's dig in a little bit on what was accomplished this weekend. And my overreaction, look, looking at what happened, I think this might be Memphis's best chance at a Sweet Sixteen since the Calipari years. And like, I'm not saying it's the most likely outcome, but the way this team played this weekend. The way Kendrick Davis and DeAndre Williams played together this weekend, I thought like three of the best games they played at the same time, like where both of them were clicking on all cylinders. Like there may be one or two others from the regular season, but those are like clearly the the Friday night game against Central Florida was like I've never seen something like that. Well, like I mean, it, it happened so rarely, but like both of them were just unbelievable in that first game where they, I mean, they scored no. No player scored a field goal other than them for Memphis in that tournament for over 27 minutes of game action over two games. I think you also have to look at it this way. The wise John Calipari once said, Mark, 
when you underseed us, mm-hmm. you don't hurt us. <laughs> you hurt the field. And in, t- in terms of your actual point of is this their best shot, so their best seed under Pastern was a sixth seed. Mm-hmm. They played St. Mary's after St. Mary's. I was played there. In it Dayton. was in Auburn Hills. Correct. And then Auburn they, Hills, Michigan. Then they got Michigan State. Michigan State in front of like right. a, a Michigan ton State of crowd. Michigan State fans. Correct. So if you want to look at it in terms of bracket seeding, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. But in terms of let's look at what they've got in front of them. Mm-hmm. And then, by the way, the next year they lost to Virginia as an eight. I think or an eight, as an eight or a nine, an eight seed. Yeah, it was. An eight. I think they've been an eight seed, eight or. I think they've been in the eight nine game now in four conse- or no three consecutive uh, NCAA tournament appearances. By so the, the way. Tigers also entered the top twenty five. Yes, first time in March since twenty fourteen. So they entered the top twenty five, but I didn't consume a ton of. Bracket conversation. I just watched the mm-hmm. selection show. Yeah. And I think, though, one common sentiment that I was, that you were at least hearing, you heard it on the broadcast yesterday, but you also heard it from like people that were getting ready for selection Sunday. Mm-hmm. Man, team you don't want to see. Yeah. Memphis. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have the way. Here's, I was talking to a coach watching uh, a, one of the games this weekend, and they're more than likely against. A majority of the field, certainly, and a lot more teams than you you than you think. They're going to have two of the five best players in every game. They're basically going to have two of the five best players in every game they play in this tournament. Well, on the court, like at the minimum, they're going to have two. There, they, maybe there's a player better than Kendrick Davis. I don't know. There, there. I'm sure there are. And DeAndre Williams as a combo. I'm sure there's a maybe there's a couple, but there's not that many at all. <laughs> and they, you know, well, and also if you look at in terms of what has been a proven formula in the tournament, it's a type of player like Kendrick Davis and then a type of player like DeAndre like DeAndre Williams in which Kendrick is a battle-tested guard who's now, by the way, really starting to shoot the basketball. Yes. He's, we're getting the bounce back to the mean. Remember, he was like having his worst three-point shooting career. We're getting the bounce back to the mean at the, at the perfect moment. And to me... The bigger deal is when you look at Memphis right now, yes, with Keontae Kennedy's injury, you're not at quote-unquote full strength. But this might this might be the best that they've looked health-wise all season because Kendrick clearly looks much better to me than he has the last month. Would mm-hmm. you agree? Mm-hmm. Like He looks springy this weekend. DeAndre's not really had real problems all year. But Malcolm is starting to look like he's getting his his legs back underneath him. And Alo to me looks like he is he's getting back. I don't know if well, he's was, 100%. I mean he was he looked I'll say this about Alo. He looked he had, I mean pulled himself from the UCF game. Yeah. Like he was like could felt he Penny said he talked he said he couldn't move. Felt like he couldn't move out there. And he like pulled himself in the second half of that game. Um played against Tulane, but you saw, notice Penny, he was one of the guys Penny took out once they had that game in hand. He yes. took him out He took him out the quickest. Correct. He didn't play that many minutes against Tulane. And then, I mean, he, I mean, he was fantastic. I mean, it was clear he played well in the first half. Remember the sequence where Kendrick Davis hit the two threes in a row and they go up by 18 and everyone's going nuts. Like, that was 
The second one was all like Alo just making one of those plays he makes, you know, like yeah. one of those pesky steals he makes. Um, but he was, and then in the second half, you could tell Penny was just like, it's a title game. This is my guy. He's on. I'm riding him. You know, like he may be, you know, like, and, and Alo took it to another level, you know, like he, so we'll see. I don't know how he felt after doing all that. He looked pretty good celebrating, but I'm sure there's, uh, you know, dealing with a groin injury like that. I'm sure there's some recovery, but they don't play till Friday, um, against Florida Atlantic late game too. So I took a look. I went back to 2010. For the mm-hmm. tournament. Mm-hmm. Here are how many eight nines have beaten a one. Okay. In 2010, Northern Iowa. Okay. I'm, I remember that. The, 20, the, I forget what his name was, but yeah, I remember that. I think that was... It wasn't like a buzzer beater, I think. It was, yeah, but wasn't McDermott... I think McDermott was coaching there at that time. Yeah, but the play... I'm from trying to remember the player. But yeah, go ahead. Is it Texas, maybe? So 2011, Northern Iowa wins. 2011, Butler on the way to the Final Four wins. Mm-hmm. There was not one in 2012. In 2013, Wichita State over Gonzaga. 2014, Kentucky over Wichita State. That was when John famously dropped the when you overseed or when you mm-hmm. underseed yes. us, you don't hurt us. You hurt Wichita State. And they knocked off Wichita State mm-hmm. the next year. 2015, NC State over Nova. I believe that's the crying Piccolo player. Year uh, it may yeah, have been a little. Be right. may yeah. have been, they may have been a two seed that year, but that yeah. was another. At least that meme was being flashed. the The crying piccolo player was flashed pretty pretty frequently. There was not one in 2016. In 2017, Wisconsin over Nova again. 2018, we had two, but it's also worth noting. This is the year that UMBC beat UVA. And mm. so K State advanced out of they beat Baltimore County, but they advanced. Also that year you had Florida State over Xavier, so you had two in that year. Yeah, none in 2019, but it happens. No tournament in 2020. Illinois Chicago over Illinois in 21, and last year North Carolina over Baylor. Basically, it's not a guarantee to happen every year, but almost going back, you know, roughly 13, 14 tournaments. There's basically one per year. And so if you look at if you look at the other potential situations, Houston with Iowa and Auburn. Did you realize this? Fran McCaffrey's still never been to a Sweet 16 in Iowa. Mm. Auburn and Iowa, Iowa would you that'd be like a game like you might have to score ninety to win it if you want to beat Iowa in the NCAA tournament too. Like now, neither they, team, neither like I don't know. Iowa scores a lot. Now Iowa's that type of team. If they could get past Auburn, mm-hmm. Iowa I think is a team that would give Houston fits because they'd force yeah. Houston to score. Yes. Now yes. they don't play any D, but like yeah. Would I still pick? I think Auburn's going to beat Iowa. Auburn will out right. athlete Iowa. And so, do I think Memphis over Purdue has a better chance than those two teams? I do. Yeah. Um, Alabama has either Maryland or West Virginia. Maryland's not beating Alabama. I know that. I watch Maryland. I've watched Maryland. I, I, that's a fraudulent team. There's always just the. <laughs> that's a. Well, and then there's always. Just, I don't know about West Virginia. I haven't watched them much, but, you know. Uh, Bama's getting West Virginia or Maryland and Birmingham. I like Bama's chances. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have Kansas with Arkansas or Illinois. Now that one's. Arkansas could, could get. Like, it feels like. 
everyone's talking about Arkansas here as like a I'd dangerous been, team. I've been warming everyone up for why I'm going to I'm going You're to lose that. No, no, no. With Arkansas, I yeah. can't quit them. Uh, they are they're a team that speaks to me. And they did it again. So I mean, I, that Nick Smith kid who's the big, you know, the 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 first round yeah. pick has he's started back. playing like a first round pick. He's well, like he, he's banged up and now he's getting healthier. But they are this team that they will have these 10 to 15 minute stretches. Yeah. Where you're like that team's awesome. Week. They did it exactly against Texas A&M. It was they're up like 20 and you're like, "Yes, I'm going to roll <laughs> with this one." And then the rest of the game happens and you're sitting there going, "I have no idea what mm. happened." And but in terms of all of the potential matchups, if Memphis gets by FAU, which I expect them to, well, we can get into that in just a minute. Mhm. I think they have as good of a chance of knocking off a one as the rest of them, if not more. Yeah, no, it's and it, you know it's an interesting matchup with FAU. I mean, it, it's interesting. People seem to be high on F- FAU. I have not watched FAU, so I, I have not here. So I've to gotten several past judgment. I've looked at the numbers and I've heard what other people have said about them, and I don't think that's enough. You know, like I got a, you know, I, I I think I have a tertiary opinion about them. That it feels like to me, I don't. I look at their schedule and I go, "You haven't played a team as good as Memphis yet." I understand context matters, but let's also break it down like this: This team lost to Ole Miss, <laughs> second game of the year, second By game of the year, second then game of the year. They turned around in and, their defense, in defense to Dusty May. They've won thirty-one games, and in the end, that's the objective of the sport: is to win. Yeah. I will say this though. I watched I watched the CUSA tournament. You know, it's my my oh, favorite. Oh, you have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're yeah, you're not you're not convinced. They look look pretty good against UAB in that championship game, I'm told. They looked they started See? they started hitting a bunch of shots. And so the thing is, they are a team that takes a bunch of threes. Yes. And you can if you feel, look at it like a majority of their points come from three-pointers. And they're the type of team where you can feel pretty good. Like for instance, I out of Respect to Andy Kennedy and all the money he has won me through the years. Mm-hmm. I had Andy Kennedy in that championship game. I was feeling pretty good. They're up, you know, seven, eight minutes in. You know it's going to be a war. And then I blinked, and FAU just started hitting a barrage of threes. You look at it, it's it's a seven-footer and then, like, a bunch of, like, 6'2 to 6'5 guys, right? Correct. And Memphis has been pretty good defending the three this year. Mm-hmm. It's a – and then really what it boils down to is – there's no one on FAU, I feel like, that's going to be as good as Kendrick. Or DeAndre. I don't know if they have anyone who's... The, I think that I think Memphis will have the two best players on the court against Florida Atlantic. Now, Florida Atlantic might have the third, fourth, and fifth best players, but I think, you know, maybe. I mean, to A-Lo, me... You know, like, if really, A-Lo plays at the level he played in against Houston, like... Maybe Alo might be the third best player on the court. I, I don't know. We're like fourth or fifth. Like, but I think you can say without a doubt in this game at least, you're gonna probably have the two best players on the court. And I, I like your chances in an NCAA tournament game when you got the two best players on the court um, against a team that you know has won a lot of games, but hasn't played. Uh, again, if you really look at it, they've beaten one team that was in the that's in the NCAA tournament field. It's Northern Kentucky. Okay, they beat Florida this year in the third game of the year after losing to Ole Miss in the second game of the year, and then 
they were really impressive against Conference USA. Like, if you really look at their profile, they had, like, a few close games, but they really took it to the to Conference USA this year. Like, they were without a doubt the best team in that league. And um, they on Ken Palm, they have two – they have – Three games that are graded as A games. Mm-hmm. Road, on the road in Florida back in November, 76 mm-hmm. 74, they won. North Texas in December, a 50 to 46 win. Mm-hmm. And then a loss at UAB, 86 77. Yeah. Um, but then they beat UAB in the conference championship game. Yeah, they split during the regular season and then beat them in the championship game. So, I mean, I, I, I like I said, I think they. Uh, I think they got a good shot. I mean, people go, well, what about Purdue, number one seed? Like, that game's going to come down to you. If you're, like, going to play in a half-court game against Purdue, well, like, yeah, you know, like, Purdue might win that game. You know, like, they got, that's that's what they want. That would be a game where they've got young guards who are pretty good, but they're young. And I think, you know, they weren't – if you really look at it with Purdue, they lost, like, four of their last six games of the regular season. And – then they won the Big Ten tournament, but if you if you really look closely, you know they beat Ohio State in the semis. Yeah, but that was they a beat, surging Ohio State. They team. beat Penn State in the final. They didn't have to surging beat. Penn State as well. They you know now they did um, you know and they you know if you the game from what I'm my Big Ten insiders and from my own watching the Big Ten with Purdue is go watch the Indiana games that they didn't win. Because Indiana is like kind of the most athletic team in the in the Big Ten this year. Well, they're similar in the fashion and they, they struggle. have two, they have two NBA guys. Yes, and you know, like like yes, and they struggled against Indiana. Uh, they did not win. I don't think they won either. They of those they games. lost both. However, the second game, mm-hmm. like they were in control, and then they just started making absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. and then Indiana went on a roll. Yeah. So, or no, excuse me, it's four of their last. Eight games of the regular season, but they lost four of six near the end of the uh, season. Um, including nine FM ESPN, including to Indiana Memphis twice, um, including to Indiana twice. Um, then they beat Rutgers, Ohio State, Penn State. So, so uh, you know, it's an. I'm not saying they're going to go to the Sweet Sixteen. You know, like they could easily. I could see a scenario where they lose to Florida Atlantic. I, I think they deserve to be the favorite. You know. And then beating a number one seed is not going to be easy. You know, like Zach Eady is considered one of the two or three best players in college basketball this year. Well, and I don't know. I guess that's just kind of the other thing, though. It's like if you're going to play a number one seed, I want to play. I want to play the DeAndre Ayton Arizona team. I want to play the team that has got a traditional back to the post, you know, back to the basket big, and. We just don't see those guys carry teams like this. P- Purdue plays at the 322nd rated tempo. Yes, they play very slow. Um, so it'll be, but they beat, like, they beat a lot. Of, like, Purdue beat Gonzaga. Purdue beat Duke, you know, this year. Um, Purdue beat Marquette this year. Purdue beat West Virginia this year. Like, <laughs> that, that Purdue team's good, okay? Now, that was a lot of the beginning of the season. And it feels like, again, in Big Ten play, they got exposed a little bit. But um, it's not going to be easy to do this. But I really think the way they're playing, like how they played in that tournament, I mean, they the UCF game was like, it wasn't their greatest game, obviously, as a team, but just a 
the greatest performance of the season by well, two by those two guys, by Kendrick Davis and DeAndre Williams. Then you go out and just like literally just take Tulane to the woodshed. Exercised every Tulane demon you could possibly have from this year. <laughs> yes. Um you That's just the type wipe of them off the floor. And I hope everyone appreciated it. And it was one of those nights where the Grizzlies were playing as well, and so there was a lot going on. But I had this thought as I was watching that. It's like, you don't often get this game. And, yes, if it's in the championship game, it's a little bit more fun to enjoy it. But the type of game where you know it's a game that matters to you, you're trying to exercise the demon demons, and you just beat the absolute living hell out of somebody – Mm-hmm. There's just nothing better than that. When there's just nothing the other team can do. Yeah. And they're, you know, like, oh, God, it's just the best. <laughs> it was just, it was a lot of fun. And, like, the, the honestly, like, to take you behind the scenes, like, the celebration. Because I thought that was, that was just the best part. Like, so Penny this time, it was really interesting. Because they missed watching the selection show last year. Yep. They lost to Houston. And they were, like, as Penny put it, we were in a daze. Um, they're in a daze in the locker room and didn't make it up to the room where they were going to, sh- they were showing it on a big screen. Didn't make it up there in time. Cause remember Memphis last year was called, you know, their, their was, spot in the bracket was like in the first bracket they did. Correct. Whereas opposed this year, it was the last bracket they did. So they were the, they were the eight last year, right? I think they were the, yeah, they were the eight or the nine, something like that. But they were in Gonzaga was the number one overall seat. Yeah. And so what they've been doing now is they do the bracket. I think that might have been the nine seed. I think I can't did, what color jersey? Yeah, they wore black against Boise, right? Mm. I'm trying to remember what I think they wore black against Boise. So yes, they were the nine. Yeah. So they were Yeah, in, they were a nine seed. Yeah, they were on the eight nine line against the number one seed in or the number one seed's bracket. So therefore it was revealed first. Yeah. Well, this year they're the number eight seed in the Final number one seeds bracket. Yeah, so they got it was the probably end of the, the show. best. They're the best eight seed. And honestly, when you look at the bracket, I was I was going to mention this. Like even if like even if they moved up to the two seed, would you rather play UCLA in Sacramento, Marquette in Columbus, um, Arizona in I think Sacramento as well. It is, and Texas in Des Moines. Des Moines. Honestly, Texas just beat Kansas by 20 points. Arizona just beat UCLA in the Pac-12 tournament championship. Um, UCLA, they had another injury. They got a bunch of guys from a t- – they got two really good guys. They might be one of the teams that has a combination in Tiger Campbell and Jaime Jaquez who can kind of, like, match you with – It's a very with, similar – It's a very Kendrick it's Davis like, and, these guys are still in college? Like, yeah, yes. Yeah. They are. Uh, Kendrick Davis and, and Jaime Jaquez. And then – I mean, I guess maybe if you know Marquette, you know, might be a better. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's like equivalent. Like everyone's talking about, they're underseeded, but like they're the best they're going to get was a seven probably. And I don't know if it's. I think I'd rather. I think I like being an eight seed playing Purdue as opposed to some of the even those being a seven seed potentially playing Texas or UCLA or Arizona because you'd probably play one of them. Because you're you'd be you'd be the one of the weaker seven seeds in the in the committee's mind, you know, if you had moved up to that line, I would think. And so, I don't know. I think they got a great draw. I really do. And then you have like the potential. I mean, if you if you really want to, again, they got to beat Florida Atlantic. I'm not saying it's you know the line suggests this is going to be a close game against Florida Atlantic. 
It's hard to beat a team that's used to winning. I think that's a fair statement to say. My gut tells me it's going to go a lot like the Boise State game. It'll be tight at times, but I just feel like my gut tells me Memphis is going to be the more talented team, the better team, just because I've Florida Atlantic's never played a team like Memphis, and it just and the, and Memphis just those two guys are playing too so well. Um, I know it could backfire in the sense that like this is Kendrick Davis going to be Kendrick Davis's first NCAA tournament game, and you know there's a chance he could you know be over you know like overamped. It's like the first time for him. I mean, but like, maybe, but I thought there's enough guys on this team who played last year. Like, you know, if Alo's out there, DeAndre Williams out there, Malcolm Dandridge, you know, these guys played last year. Even Chandler played in the game, I believe played some minutes in those NCAA tournament games last year, and he played for Oregon in the NCAA tournament in the past. Yeah. So you've got guys who have played in, played in these types of games, even though Kendrick hasn't. I also just look at it like this with Kendrick. I think if you were worried about the being too amped up, you would have maybe gotten an indicator this weekend. Yeah, no, he, you, you got he rose no to such the indicator. Him and him, I mean, it was, a, it was incredible. Um, but it's uh, it's uh, interesting to see how how this developed and and what they accomplished. But but um, they ran up. By the way, as I was fin- finishing that story, I was they ran up to go watch. Selection. I, Penny was literally bounding up those steps at Dickey's Arena, two steps at a time. After like as soon as that uh, celebration on stage was over, because he wanted to like see their name called this time, um, which I thought was pretty cool. And they earned that. Yeah. No. And well, then CBS kind of it. It felt like there was going to be a chance for eruption if CBS CBS they ran they they me, me, messed up. Excuse me. The graphic. They, well, they also messed up several times. So I, here's what I think happened. I think the committee mm-hmm. switched the bracket late. Mm. I don't think Memphis was part of the switch, but you had they messed up the one sixteen matchup correct. right before Mem- right before Memphis was called, and Greg Gumble got behind correct on so, the uh, on the on announcing the teams that were in it. So I believe originally it looked like they were going to have Northern Kentucky in the play in game. Mm-hmm. And then Northern Kentucky got moved down to Houston's line, mm-hmm. so they had a 16 screwed up, like because they had the play-in screwed up to where there were a couple of times, and then they had like there. I think what happened is they switched the bracket. Now I don't know. I don't think Memphis got switched really. Yeah, but I think they had switched up the bracket. Based it was on a, what it was a it was a rough telecast. It was like the one of the more rougher uh, selection shows I remember in a while. Not gonna lie. Yeah, but in the end, it's like, all right, just give me the brackets. Yeah. No, uh, I remember last year, I f- it may- correct me if I'm wrong, felt like we did two, we did half the bracket, then had a commercial break, then did the other half of the bracket. There wasn't a commercial break after each, like, quadrant of the bracket. I'm pretty sure that this is the formula they've been using okay. recently, where it's, they do one bracket, one full, they get right into the brackets, mm-hmm. they do one full region, They'll take a break. Yeah, they, I think this okay. is how they've been doing it. Okay, they, okay. I'll tell you what I what I do not remember. Mm-hmm. Do you ever remember Oscars night being the same night as no. the bracket reveal? No. Uh, that that threw me for a loop. Yes. Yeah, that was. Uh, I don't think that was a smart move by the Oscars. Yeah, Man, maybe it's a different audience. Uh, yeah, it's I a guess, different audience. Like, we'll see what the TV ratings were. See if bracketology took uh, took away from their. Uh, I bet it didn't. <laughs> I bet whatever it gets is what it get is what it got. There was a lot of there was a lot of peak Oscars. I'm gonna be honest. If you had told me when I was watching 
blast from the past for the first time and like George of the Jungle that Brendan Fraser was going to be an Academy Award winner for Best Actor, I don't know if I would have believed you. So this was a struggle. I don't know if I would have believed you. I love Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm. I do. Like mm-hmm. the mummy, like you said, blast hey, from the- I don't I'm not saying he's a bad actor. That's Just Perry didn't, didn't think he was best actor Oscar Mark, material. That's Good Perry for Como. For the Boss of the Past with Alicia. Yeah. That was also peak Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> she was she bringing heat. No, in. clueless is peak. But Alicia she still that was still the reminder. Come on. That was still the reminder of, oh yeah. I guess. But that was not a good movie. But uh, you bite your tongue. It was okay. Bedazzled. Also, Elizabeth yeah. Hurley. Yeah. No, just he, reminding you. No, The Mummy was a good franchise. And, um, you know, he had. I, I liked George of the Jungle as a kid. That but, was a good movie. But I was really struggling with, I was happy that he won an award. That is a movie I have no desire to see whatsoever. Like, I want to see nothing from The Whale. That that does not that doesn't even now people would say like school ties maybe that that Brendan yeah. Fraser th- th- he had the potential for this but he you know well an Encino Man we had two members we had two members of the cast of Encino Man from 1992 winning Oscars last night uh, well, good for him um, but uh, man what a great time of year yeah it's the best well Jason Munz is going to join us next he's the Tiger basketball beat writer for the Commercial Pill. We'll talk more NCAA tournament and Tiger basketball with him. We also got to get into the Grizzlies against the Mavericks tonight. You're listening to the Giannotto and Jeffrey Show on 92. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex (laughs) heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived 
Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. NFM ESPN. Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network, only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. BetMGM is offering college basketball fans a chance at winning big. Really, really big. The BetMGM March Matchup's $10 million perfect bracket challenge is free to play and fun to dream about, and it's only at the king of sportsbooks. Pick a perfect bracket, and you'll be the legend that takes home the $10 million grand prize. Fall a little short? The player with the most correct picks for the entire tournament is guaranteed a top prize of $100,000. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for tournament conditions and complete details. You must be 21 years of age or older. Must be in Tennessee. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. Jason Munns is the Tiger basketball beat writer for the Commercial Appeal. Just spent like four hours, like a lot of hours in the car with him over uh, the course of our time in Fort Worth and our trip back here. And... He played a lot of, like, 45-second to one-minute snippets of songs. That's apparently how he listens to music in the car. Like, he'll listen to, like, he's got it. He's got Lens it, like, on ADHD. Uh, no, I, he, oh, God. And Mark he, is just. He plays, like, I a mean, minute I snippet. snippet. I have massive ADHD. He plays a minute snippet, and at no point during any of those minute snippets did we get Asia, heat of the moment. I would have been, been into that. I cannot hear that song anymore without thinking of, Cartman at Congress trying to get stem cell research for Kenny when they do the it was the heat of the moment so he can build Um, a shaky's pizza based out of stem cells yeah so uh good song choice there Munz um but uh what was Asia's other hit (laughs) I don't know that's a very good question (laughs) that's a very good question gosh Mark just likes to tell his story as you Mm -hmm. guys say yeah, I, I the reason why I had a heavy hand on the skip button was because, I, like, I know that most of the music on my uh, uh, electronic device is um, usually pretty foreign to Mark, and I, you know, I'm like trying to uh, give him a taste of uh, of as much. I'm not. I'm new- not musically illiterate. You just listen to a lot. You listen to a lot There's more enough, music. Like, y'all could have just gotten into. You could have gotten into like '90s rock. I know. Oh yeah, like I have a full playlist, but like mm. I, I, Mark. At knows no that point stuff, was that all. Wanna... At no point was that offered to me. 
<laughs> during the trip. No, and it wasn't. No, it wasn't going to be yeah. uh, because I want you to broaden your horizons. Well, well, did you pick in the heat of the moment? For just a specific, heat, just heat of the moment. For a specific reason. What? What is? Uh, what is this moment uh, that we just experienced? Why did you pick this song choice on this day? A day after. Uh, Memphis basketball wins its first conference tournament title in 10 years. Well, it was between that and a moment like this by uh, Kelly Clark. Oh, yeah. That would have spoken to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I, I, Kelly. I had to make a tough, tough choice there. I actually uh, saw her in concert on Valentine's Day one year. Uh, uh, and she was How romantic. How romantic, Mon. Was she in her, hey. they only dressed her in blackface? Oh gosh, it's been a long time. Um, I do know that she was not in a very good mood uh, that night. Yeah, that can happen um, with but, with Kel. Yeah, on Valentine's Day, having to having to work. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, what what a what a moment that was mm-hmm. yesterday, right? I mean, Mark, obviously you were there. Um, I mean, yeah, no, it was. You know, the confetti the confetti was falling and. Uh, the tears were falling mm-hmm. uh, a little bit from from some from some people. I thought you and, had a tweet uh, of all the photos you got of all the different moments. Was like yeah. I retweeted on my Twitter account, like you, you know the different scenes of just sheer happiness. Like I was yep. talking to Penny, was waiting to do his radio interview, and I was just standing there talking to him. I go like, "What, like, what were you thinking about when that game ended?" And he was like, "That we finally did it." Like. You know, he's like, I've been a champ. He told me this. He's like, I've been a champion at the high school level. I've been a champion uh, at the college level. Um, or excuse me, I, he's been at middle school, high school, and now he's a he's a champion at co- the college level. He just wasn't a champion at the NBA, and uh, it was really satisfying. I, you know, to to see that, to see all that. I mean, I don't know. You, it seemed like you were really, you know, paying close attention to the walks up the ladders. Like, what were your impressions of just the how this felt for this team. Well, it was, I mean, you know, uh, it, you know, you, you had the, you had um, Alex Lomax sort of just his emph- emphatic exuberance. Like that, that really struck me when he, when I, when I saw him up on the stage before they actually got everybody up on the stage, he was on the stage and he was, you know, he was letting everybody know just emphatically how uh, you know how happy he was and and I I think I even tweeted that out in the moment he he said uh I'm paraphrasing here but he said something about he wasn't leaving without a ring and I mean I don't know do they I, I assume they give rings for you uh, know championships I mean, maybe well, they my, give it for an NIT yeah my my gut tells me if they want rings they'll get rings so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like they'll, they'll make, someone will make that happen you know yeah even if it was a metaphorical ring or is a metaphorical ring but you know I, I just thought that that was like you know he he came he came back uh to play another year when you know uh there were a lot of people including him uh thinking that that wasn't going to happen and um for for whatever reason and uh so i think that this was you know it was vindication for him uh, there was a moment that I was there for when Jamal Shedd, the uh, professional, like his running forearm would give Tito Santana. Oh yeah, like <laughs> like like envy. You know, like he would make Tito Santana envious. Like 
Um, but but he came over while uh, Penny was standing there with Katie with Kendrick and uh, and gave Kendrick a hug and, and told him he deserved it. Mm. And I thought that was a really nice moment. Mm. Um, and then there was another moment where DeAndre and Kendrick kind of for the first time after the confetti started falling, they found each other and. Uh, DeAndre just kept saying over and over and over again, "I love you, I love you, I love you, man." And um, yeah, and and that That's was a, that was yeah, it was it was it was it was really really nice to see. And and I think he even uh, the only other thing he said during that exchange was, "You you turned into a dog and got us here." And mm-hmm. uh, and and you know it, it was it was really nice. Now one, I was. Uh, back returning the rental car just a little bit ago and, mm. and still scrolling through a bunch of the photos that I hadn't gotten to yet. And I found one that I'm going to tweet out here in a little bit, but Penny was one of the first people to get to the room where they watched yeah. the selection show. Yeah. And he sat right I, down I front far, and center. Exact. I was not far behind him. He sits down immediately and all he had was the basketball. He didn't yet have the trophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and I had the video rolling, and so I was able to get a screenshot of it. I'll, I'll tweet it out in a little bit. But he, uh, as soon as he sat down, he bowed his head and put mm-hmm. he put his hands together and he bowed his head and he prayed for, you know, I guess ten seconds or so. Yeah. And um, and that was a real. I mean, it was just. It, it was. It, I was in there for that too. It was powerful. Yeah, it was. It was. It was just a a, a great day for uh, for Memphis basketball. When did you realize it was going to happen? Me. When did I realize? Uh, this this may. I, I mean, when Alex Lomax stripped the ball, laid it up at the other end, and then you know, yes, uh, took put his, hold of, literally put his nuts on the line. Took hold of another. Mm-hmm. Whatever um, appendage. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, like that. That to me was when it was like, this is just not Houston's day. Like, you know, you Kendrick Davis and DeAndre Williams are stout. Like they they averaged in those three games together combined fifty four points. Those two mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, so like, the the stat was that Kendrick broke the AAC tournament scoring record. DeAndre did also. It's just Kendrick had right. had more points. DeAndre yeah, also he, broke the AAC scoring record that was the record going into the tournament. They had two guys yeah. who broke the AAC tournament scoring record. But it didn't my point is it didn't feel like it was going to get clinched until somebody else stepped up and that's what exactly what Alex Lomax did. Yeah. I mean, some of the plays that he made in that second half there was a play where the ball was like um, going out of bounds towards the Memphis bench, and he lunges for it, jumps, turns, gets it back in bounds. They work it around. They eventually score on that possession. If that ball goes out of bounds on that, if it, I think is, Malcolm if that scored. Play, yeah, I think we're talking did. about the same it, possession. Is yeah. this the? They got like four cracks at it. Yeah, it was like a bunch of offensive yeah. rebounds, and Malcolm eventually scored. I think because I'd I'd and even it, written down Malcolm put back on the fourth shot of the possession. That felt big. And then I think they turned around, they got a stop. Houston went zone on them. And then that was the possession where you could tell, like, Alo and DeAndre are kind of hanging out on, like, the right side of the floor. Trying to figure out how to attack it. Like, what to do. And then finally, Alo's like, screw it. 
he just ran like straight into the defense. Yeah. Everybody collapsed yeah. on him, and then they got that wide open DeAndre three. And then when he hit that three, I was like, they're fine. Yeah. Yes, that's the, that that whole sequence. I mean, like if they turn the ball over on that play where Alo saved it. I mean, I don't. They're coming down to cut it to a one possession game. Yes, exactly, and and it just felt really, really big when they scored on it. Um, and so, yeah, that, I would say right in that neck of the woods is when it was like, okay, they they have they have withstood the uh, rally, and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna finish this thing off. All right, let's look ahead now. They got Florida Atlantic in Columbus Friday. Oh, I, I got takes. I think it's like what? It's an eight twenty tick. Eight twenty local. Uh, Andrew Catalan on the call. Okay. Um, eight twenty. Who's he usually with? It's Catalan. Jamie Aridol is the Jamie Aridol is the sideline reporter. Lofton maybe is with him. Who? Uh, James Lofton maybe. Let's see, partner NCAA tournament. You sound, you, sound, you, sound, you sound like DeAndre when they announced FAU was going to be playing. The- uh, no, he's with La- he's with Lapis. Sorry, he's with Lapis. Jim Lapis. Steve, Steve, Steve Lapis. Lapis sorry. The former, uh, I think he's a Villanova coach. Uh, back way back when, but uh, yeah, he's not bad. Steve Lapis, all right. But uh, Catalan is the guy that when uh, Jim Nance is not calling an NCAA or is not calling a golf tournament, they send mm-hmm. Catalan in. Yeah, former Lapis, former Villanova and UMass coach. Um, but Munz, what do you make of uh, what they got here with Florida Atlantic and uh, a pod, if you will, in this East bracket with likely Purdue, barring a one sixteen upset? I think um, you know a lot of people are upset that a lot of people around here are upset that Memphis did not get a higher seed, and I, I don't think that that is invalid to feel that way. Um, you and I were talking about this today. Like, uh, you know, all the, like the committee loves to talk about entire body of work, but like, that's only not exactly completely true. Right. Like if yesterday's win didn't meet, didn't help them get above the eight, you know, the eight, nine game, then they're not taking the entire body of work into consideration. Now you are also, your point is also valid that if the American conference would, uh, you know, opt for an earlier, you know, like less eyeballs, uh, a, a time slot where there would be fewer eyeballs, but it might be more advantageous for what we're talking about here. Um, like that's a completely valid point as well. But so anyway, I understand people are a little bit missed that, you know, Memphis is 24th in the country in the AP poll today. They're 23rd in the net. And, the, you know, they're like much higher in all these metrics than, than the eight, uh, than the eight seed. But um, I think they've got themselves a pretty, like if you had to be an eight seed, like you're in a pretty good position. Memphis is, I mean, I know that FAU is probably, uh, you know, in a lot of people's minds is very, very good. They got 31 wins. 13th in the net. Uh, they're ninth in the country in average margin of victory. Like their average margin of victory is 13 points. But to me, that's a little deceiving. Um, they have they ain't played nobody, Paul. 30, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nine of their 31 wins have uh, uh, come. Uh, they they won by five points or fewer. It's just that the other 22 wins, like they really blew out some some teams um like like big 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 but they had there was a you know a third of their wins were close um so i don't know i, I think they're they're 
uh, everything about FAU is a little deceiving. You know what I mean? Like, if you're if you're if you are a good team, if you are an NCAA tournament team, and you're playing in a conference like Conference USA, well, yeah, your metrics, your your stats are going to look pretty good. Um, if do you're, do you know, it, Muns. Really you know you want to do it. Call them frauds. Yeah. Call them frauds. They smell that's, like frauds. You can smell it from here. They, 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 you don't where, talk. That's, like, that's a future AAC uh, opponent, future conference mate, this, Jeffrey. This season, they I lost Ole Miss. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't <laughs> yeah, get over by that. 13. By 13, yeah, and uh, and their best win over Florida. Granted, it was on the road. Also back in November, long time ago, third game of the year, I think, something like that. Um, They're metric so, manipulators. Yeah, I mean, you know, come on. I mean, nothing against UAB, but UAB's in the NIT, and they beat this FAU team, okay? Middle Tennessee's not playing anywhere, and they beat uh, this this FAU team. So, Has anyone thought about this? I want to, I want I have a conspiracy theory right, to put out there, okay? I was just, I just came up with this just now, okay? But I was just thinking about it. So obviously FAU is going into the AAC next year. Do you think, mm-hmm. remember Oresco had that statement that came out? How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future, in vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.